0: Faith and deeds, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that people are justified by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodgings to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks. Buddy. Um, an interesting reading. Uh, at the Lighthouse today, Natalie and Ginny explained to us that James was, in fact, a brother of Jesus. So he actually knew Jesus. Isn't that amazing? And then he wrote these words for us all to take note of. Now, when I was just having a look at this, I was thinking, oh, this is about listening, this is all about listening, and, and I apologize to people who may find hearing things um, quite difficult, but listening and hearing are two slightly different things. Do you get my meaning? And um, just before I I'll go into this, I'd just like to tell you that Phil has actually been quite worried about me recently, and um, he, he was worrying that I wasn't hearing very well. And uh, he went along to see the doctor, and he said... Um, I'm very worried about my wife because she doesn't seem to hear me at all. She's not listening. And the doctor said, well, um, obviously I'll have to see her, but if you um, go home and um, what I want you to do is is stand in the kitchen uh, about 20 feet away from her and ask her what's for dinner. And so he came home and he said, Vanessa, what's for dinner? And then he was told by the doctor to move forward and ask again. So he moved a little bit further forward. And he said, Vanessa, what's for dinner? Nothing. So then he moved very close and he said, Vanessa, what is for dinner? And finally, he comes right up. Vanessa, what's for dinner? And I turned around and said, I've told you four times, chicken. (laughs) So listening and hearing two slightly different things. Now, we've talked today about the children going back to school, and for them, that is a new beginning, but it can be a new beginning for us if you think about this reading. It's a new term for them. Children, young people, it's going to be exciting. How exciting? I don't know. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be hard work. And for some of you, it may not be any of those things. But whatever it is, you're going to remember that today we, Rachel, has covered you in prayer. We can't do your work for you, and we can't live our lives for each other, can we? We can't play with you in the playground. Mum, sometimes you just get that feeling, well, I want to be with them. And we can't eat your lunch for you. We can't play with your friends, and we can't receive the praise that you're gonna get for doing good work. Because I'm sure lots of you will be doing good work. And we can't share your joy when things are going right. You have to do that all by yourselves. We can't be with you when things go wrong. And believe me, things do go wrong, don't they, grown-ups? But we've done a little thing today. We have prayed for you. Rachel has prayed for all those young people going back, all those children going to school. She said really nice, kind words. She smiled and she encouraged them. And remember, everybody, this is your family. We want to continue to help and to say good things for each other. And we hope that you will see us as your supporters. Obviously, your parents and your carers are your first stop, but maybe at times you might feel they're too busy to listen to me. Mom's got too many things going on. Dad's too, de- too busy dealing with work stuff. Mom's got too busy dealing with life stuff. But there is an obligation on all of us as a church family to help in any little or big way that we can, isn't there? Now, how can I stand here and say that? Well, because the reading tells us exactly that. And when I read it, I thought it was all about listening and hearing and all that sort of stuff, but actually, it was saying, no, you have to do something. It may have been a lot of words in that reading, and you might not have got them all. You didn't take it all in, I'm sure, because you hear the sort of blah, blah, blah from up here, don't you? But basically, it says, listen lots. You know that old adage, you've got two ears, two eyes, one nose, but only one mouth. Bear that in mind. It says, don't say a lot. It says, don't get angry. But it says, do a lot. Now, those are people in church outside doing a lot. We are great in church at talking. Who knows me very well? I hardly say anything, don't I? I'm just so quiet a person. Sometimes it's a very hard lesson for me to listen. But in doing this reading, I find out a lot of things about what it means to really hear. We are good in this church at doing things and we're constantly holding each other up about how much good we do. My goodness, the coffees, the chairs, the band, the preaching, the teaching Sunday groups, the flowers, the sound desk, the cleaning, the tidying, the running cell groups, the attending cell groups, the third age groups, the healing team, the prayer team, the pastoral support, the youth team, the children and family team. And those that support through administration and those who give financially and repairs of all the things. Phew. I could go on and on about this, couldn't I? We are brilliant at doing things. You feel like giving yourself a pat on the back, aren't we? A fantastic church. We are so good, aren't we? But what Jesus said was, listen. And he means really, really listen, hear what is being said. Because when you listen, you don't just learn facts or about how to do things. When you're taught about a job, somebody tells you what to do. I was thinking about Paul when I was writing this, Paul um, Newman. He does a very practical job He had to hear, and he had to look, and he had to see what was going on before he knew how to mend things, which he does absolutely brilliantly, how to make things. But he's just learned those things. I'd learned a lot when I went to to train. And you learn a lot of facts, but when you really, really listen, you find things out about yourself and about each other. You find out whether you see good things in that person, whether you see true things, whether you see honest things. In listening like that, we learn how to do those things ourselves. When we speak, we must ensure that we are doing what James wrote and what Jesus says. Speak as kind, honest truthful people. That's the person God created. That's the person you see in the mirror every morning. When um, Rosalind read that, she said it's like looking in a mirror. You Think about when you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror. That is the person God created. And then you go off and you're kind of different when you leave. You don't think about you as a God-created person. And that's what he wants you to do. That's what he wants all of us to do, is to be the God-created person who's going out and who's going to do something. Well, I could give you hundreds of ideas about what to do. We can make lists. We're good at lists. And then all we would see is perhaps an impossible, exhausted person and an impossible and exhausted church. Well, how do we resolve this? If you are a practical person, do something practical. Charity work. Do practice service. Um, Befriend somebody. There's loads. If you're a spiritual person, recognize that in yourself. Pray. Be mindful of others. We can all do something no matter how little. But most of all, be kind, be helpful, be a happy soul, be hardworking and encouraging. Be the best that you can be, not in a selfish way just for you to make you feel good about yourself. When you start doing good things and when you start with your doing things, you should note how it's gone. How has it affected you when you've done something? You'll never ever regret doing a kind thing. When we walk away, we get caught up with everyday life. We get caught up with the hearing, and we never match it up to the doing. The word that we heard today in this place, is to make us better people. So, challenge yourself today. Make a little note of your doings that you did this week, maybe, when you've been to school. What did you do in the playground? Did you make somebody smile? Did you get angry? Try and do something in yourself to make that stop. I am the worst person at snapping back at Phil. And those of you who know us know that to be true. But maybe I need to look at that. I think I definitely do. We're going to challenge ourselves. See if that makes a difference. Remember, Jesus has no body here on earth except for you. You are the body of Jesus. Amen.